Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hello and welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by another one of the Dudley Boys from What Culture, Michael Sidgwick, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Manarow. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Been on there a week now. Uh, what Culture Wrestling Podcast on YouTube and whatculture.com forward slash tickets for tickets to our live show. Only a few left. Yeah, there's not many, to be fair. Because we do daily wrestling podcasts, that's probably why. Uh, <laughs> where are we not only review Man and Our Al, but also Fran Lance Mike now. Uh, the show probably known as NXT 2.0. Oh, it'll be Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. With a very good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Sidgwick to look ahead to Raw tonight and the season premiere. Even though the show never ends, I don't understand why this works. It's just the thing in, in October yeah, in America, in it basically. It's something, yeah. It's for the fall season, the new schedule, and it's a new change, guys. <laughs> it's a new one. No, it isn't. But it's a marketing tool. That's all it is. Yeah. But a stickity stacked show. Yeah, really, really looking forward to this show. Um, we've got a, a huge. Title match to talk about. Well, actually, two technically. Well, I'm literally so. Indeed. Uh, so let's start with the other one, um, which is the tag title rematch um, between Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso, the new current tag team champions, and the former champions. Um, I believe, well, on a, as a team, um, you've got like Rhea Ripley in there. Obviously, she's not going to be involved in this because she's in action as well tonight. But you've got uh, Daddy Dom. Priest, you got Finn Balor, you've arguably got uh, JD McDonough yeah. uh, on the uh, sort of outskirts of the team. But uh, collectively, they're in the fucking judgment day. Really looking forward to this. I am. I do not know the finish. I've got no idea about the finish. And that's because I didn't expect them to do the switch on Fastlane. Yeah. I think Drew McIntyre makes his presence felt and we get the titles back on the Judgment Day. Because um, looking at it, it feels like you'd have to go further with the Judgment Day dissension if the tag titles don't make their way back to them. Questions would be asked internally about where they are at. And I feel like it's a little bit too early to pull the trigger on that one. But Cody Rhodes needs something substantial to do. But again, uh, Triple H, kind of cooking a little bit. Yeah. Because 
it's bold of them to do Cody versus Drew when it's Drew's first major teased program having turned heel and he's been a babyface for a long time. And he's going to have to lose that realistically in the end for Cody to then be strengthened ahead of him completing the story. So say what you want about Triple H and I say a lot. And, you know, I'm the kid with the veiny neck meme. Oh, he's not really cooking that much. It's all slipping. <laughs> it's not, you know, state of the art. It's not that cool. And I don't know where his stories are going. Mm. All I know is that he's putting in the work to tell him. And it's not Russo-pilled, but it's not quite Triple H of a certain NXT era. You put things into place and do them. Put things into place that you can see coming and do them. I don't know where every result in WWE is going, but I do trust that they'll make sense. Yeah. Bit of a sweet spot. Storytelling, Triple H wise, at the minute. Yeah, look, me and uh, me and Hanford were talking uh, sort of in and around this off the back of uh, what happened on SmackDown. The SmackDown review of podcast, obviously available right now, because of the new development that the trade for Jey Uso has been revealed, and it's Kevin Owens. And and um, we said, look, if you're the person who doesn't watch WWE as religiously as we have to and and do uh, as part of our jobs, if you're that sort of person, you probably think oh, big whoop. Now he's on the blue show. He used to be on the red show, and they can. And he'd probably go, go back to the yeah. red show because the draft means the, nothing. The, yeah, the, the he's not cooking actually after all. <laughs> the the interweaving of that with the the Jey Uso, you know, he you can say dovetailing if you want. No, I'm not. I'm not wouldn't go quite that far. Not yet, anyway. But the interweaving of that with like Sami Zayn now looking around, going, "Wait a second, because Hamlet said actually called. Well, he said it was going to be Sami Zayn, but pretty close in terms of." this trade splitting up these two best mates that were in a tag team and were tag champs. And now, wait a second, Cody's a tag champ and he's got Jey Uso here and he split up their friends and that. Hang on a second. So there's that further intrigue of like, well, you're the tag champs. If we were the tag champs, it wouldn't even matter if Kevin had been drafted to, to SmackDown because the undisputed, you go, you go across all brands sort of this sort of, for uh, defending these sorts of things. I can see... Uh, what you've laid out there, I can also see, I'm with you, I can see the exact opposite happening. I can see Cody and Jay retaining, um, despite the fact, after what happened on SmackDown as well, with the nice stare down with, with Roman that you sort of reassured, they've not completely forgotten about this. Um, so Cody's not going to be defending the tag belts at WrestleMania, one would hope. So they've got to lose them at some point. In a way, I kind of want them to lose them to pretty deadly because I love them. I'm so glad that they're back. But... Uh, if they hold on to them here, like if they say, and we'll get onto the authority figure stuff in a bit, that's one I want to talk to you about. If they say, right, he's the proper general manager of Monday Night Raw now, and even though they didn't do anything about it, as you pointed out, for mm, years with regards to the bloodline story, he goes, no one in the judgment day is allowed at ringside. Rhea's busy anyway, so she's not going to be worried about, but Dirty Dom, no. It's Finn, it's Damien, they're going to be in the match, and it's going to be Cody and Jay. And it may be in terms of the match, you think, oh, no, J.D. McDonough's here, and he's not in the Judgment Day, but he's going to cost them. And then, uh, and then oh, here comes Sam saying, he'll over kick. Well, it happens every week, and I still pop for it. I don't know <laughs> why. Because you're a mark. Yeah, <laughs> Cody and Jay retain. And, yeah, this, this this starts the beginning of the end of Damian Priest in the Judgment Day, um, but not before maybe he cashes in at Crown Jewel in the midst of... Drew McIntyre kicking Seth Rollins' ass. And Drew McIntyre's like, oh, you're kidding me. 
Like, and that is the catalyst. But it's going to happen because Drew's on such a, a brilliantly teased heel turn at the moment. Yeah, and then they could have Cody be Drew. Drew could work a program with Jay Uso, win that, and then Jay can have his redemption against Jimmy at Mania. There's so many directions mm. that they can turn to, and you don't know when necessarily all of this is going to happen. In terms of the match quality, look, it's going to be the Raw TV match with the Judgment Day and Cody in 2023. It's going to be very familiar, but at this point, it does kind of feel like the greatest hits. It's all very over. People are accustomed to and really welcome and enjoy and get up for the rhythm of these things. There'll be plentiful... I think the latest reference point is, oh, I'll be a House of Torture match. Well, no, it'll be really loud. There'll <laughs> just be interference. Welcome to American wrestling for the past quarter of a century. I don't know why House of Torture is caught on. <laughs> no. Is this sort of shorthand? I don't get it. I do, but I don't. Hot as balls if you like to feel this kind of heat. Mm. Um, I wouldn't put money on this. No. And I'm going to be sort of hanging on to every near fall. Um, it's good booking. It is good booking. Mm -hmm. So who else is good booking? I would even put a good bruise bat on this, but... I'm in debit and I haven't forgotten Wilborn. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had. <laughs> How do you get away with that one? Um, but that's not the only major title match on tonight's show because. Oh, my God. Last, I mean, Raw's cooking. Last week we got we like a Viking Rules match. We I mean, didn't have a boat, but Viking Rules match. And I've all won, so he's still there and he could factor into this. Well, I hope so. But Intercontinental Championship on the line. Always good fun when it's Gunther involved, but even more so now. You've got Bronson. Bloody Reed in the Battle of the Beasts for the IC title. Inexplicable. Well, no, I was going to say I'm inexplicably into Big Bronson Reed right now, but there's nothing inexplicable about it. They've done Route 1, solid booking, but for once I feel like I'm into yeah, just how sort of functional it is. Because Big Bronson Reed has won some matches, and he's impressed in those matches. And now I don't buy him as someone who can take the title, but I buy him as someone who can score a near fall. Mm. There's going to be a moment in this match, I reckon Gunther, and it's going to work because he's very rarely done it, might do an NXT face of some sort when he can't quite believe what Big Bronson Reed has been able to do to him. I think that this... I don't want to say it can't fail, but I've got very, very high hopes for this match. And I think we'll subvert what they've been doing with Gunther, where he's the aggressor, he's imposing, he's the favorite. And then over the duration of the match, the baby face will fire up and think of a really good strategy or whatever. And then he'll get a cool series of near falls. It'll be very interesting here if Gunther fights from underneath against Big Bronson Reed and they completely subvert the Gunther formula. There's no real need to subvert that formula. It is incredible. Gunther's a top three wrestler in the world. That one of these days we'll do a podcast. Who's the absolute creme de la creme? Who's <laughs> the best of the best? Uh, Gunther's certainly up there. Absolutely. Um, but I think they should subvert the Gunther match and have him fight from underneath. Mm. Like squeak by Big Bronson Reed. Um, whatever direction they take, I expect this to be fantastic. I don't expect there to be a title change at all. No. Um, but they'll work you into it in that magic moment of suspended disbelief. And I'm really interested in the layout here. I think they've got the chance to do something shocking in a really sort of fun way. They both, obviously, it's, 
Bronson's kill shot, the tsunami, but I know obviously Gunther's utilised it when he's in deep water with the Nilia Dragunov or whatever. I love it when he takes to the skies because he kind of he has redefined and restored meaning to the fact that sometimes you have to take a risk. How often does it feel like a risk when a wrestler takes the top rope? It's meant to be a kind of, uh, well, I'm knackered without, do- I have to do this. All or nothing, yeah. Oh, it's nothing else is getting it done. And this has not got the best hit rate, but I have to take the risk. In Gunther's ingenious hands, this comes off as a risk, and I'm with you. That would be the finish Yeah, if I'm the agent here. If or the not booker. that, or Gunther's in trouble, Bronson Reed's setting up for the tsunami, he's struggling up there, and, and Gunther just has to... I don't know. Like a superplex is a move you see in almost every other match. But he can but make it match, mean something. Jesus Christ. I think it'll be a f- strictest definition awesome. Like it will inspire awe if you see it. If they did the ring popping spot, you'd be like, yeah, that's completely understandable. Oh, they might. It should. Well, it's been a while. When was the last time I saw it? Has, has Papa H ever done it? Yeah, he must have. I mean, I know he, SummerSlam 2022. Might count, but that was more of the track there. Yeah. And it was the Vince thing as well. It wasn't some big, I am a fun booker who can do fun things. Mission statement from Triple H, I don't think. Because I think logistically that spot would have been planned well in advance. Brock and Big Show. Mark Henry and Big Show? The Vengeance or something that they did it? Yes, and I then Del Rio a... and Cino, Cino, Cena yes. had to do the match. That was awesome, to yeah. be fair. Um, was there, there must, I think I feel like there was a Braun Strowman one. Maybe Strowman and Big Show. Yeah, I feel like Big Show's just been involved yeah. in all of this. So who knows? But yeah, I think you and I are in agreement, regardless of how awesome this match is going to be, that IC title is going nowhere for now. I feel like Gable should be watching on intently. I don't want him to win the world title in or the IC title in Saudi though. <sighs> Do it in give Gable and just for once f- tell someone at Survivor Series, you've got two rings, use them. You know normally they're like, well we've got two rings. We got one ring, we got two rings, but we're always gonna stay in this one ring and not even acknowledge the other one acknowledge the other one. Nick Jackson, the last time they did not the last time he was in it they did Blood and Guts in 2022. I'm fairly certain the Young Bucks worked. Was it Bishamon? Oh, yeah. On Rampage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was flying around between the two of them. Like that's, that's what Gable should do. I remember 2021, first Blood and Guts in AW, that undercard. I was like, get Phoenix on there. Yeah. Why isn't Phoenix on there? <laughs> Why hasn't he done it yet? Yeah. They've done three. <laughs> Switch on next year. Get Phoenix there. <laughs> Phoenix versus El Hijo del Vikingo in the Blood and Guts 2024 under guard. Oh my God. Commander? Thank you. It's one on one. Commander. Commander just to do something, he hits the roof. You could put. Mm, no, just two. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Uh, Gunther retains. Um, you could do the rope walk. Yeah. Yeah. Three way. But Gunther retains it. Naturally. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, Ricochet wants revenge on Shinsuke Nakamura tonight. Uh, he jumped him, of course, last week. Called him a coward uh, for the uh, previous attacks in terms of uh, Shinsuke Nakamura using him to make a statement before he faced and lost to uh, Seth Rollins. Um, surely this is, I mean, it's false count anywhere. I would like to think that uh, Papa H will say to them, you know, like... Kofi doing the mad boom drop off the thing through the tables and what have you and, you know, other mad stuff in the crowd. Uh, Give Ricochet something like that and, and kind of reestablish himself because Shinsuke doesn't need it now, does he? He's on the downward spiral following. Yes, it. and it's fine. Like Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, uh, people, Some people really like that last man standing. I was bored. And even if I wasn't. Dave liked it, didn't he? Likes everything, man. <laughs> It went like four, four and a half, I think. Maybe. Not being funny. Like, if I was to compile my 10 matches of the year, it would still probably be comprised of 50% of Dave's. So I still, I'm aligned with his tastes. Yeah. He's so generous. Mm. I, I, it's, I don't understand why people complain well, about... Well, you're a woman. Yes. In which case, he's really harsh. Yeah. Or CM Punk. Yeah, yeah. But I don't understand why people continue to... It's like, it's a very generous critic for both companies. Do you remember that one? Was that this year? Who was it? Who he, is it Mike Bailey who he gave like a five or six star match to? Mike Bailey was like, get in. And then he was like, oh, no, I'm it was a misprint. Stars. Yeah. It was a five and a quarter for PWG. That was it. I take but it. But it's one of those where you just thought, all right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't I yet. believe that one of the greatest matches in pro wrestling history happened <laughs> and no one really talked about it, even. In those uh, tapings. What stars, how many stars did you give the uh, original Viking Rules match? That's what I want to know. Don't know. If you go on Iv if you go on uh if you Google right now, Ivar. Ivar. Star ratings. 
heart ratings. Pro Fight DB. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Uh, Eric and Ivar, Viking Rules. Three and three quarters for the one with uh, Chad Gable and Otis. Oh, God damn it. It was better than that. Some goddamn respect on his man name. Where is it? It's respect. <laughs> um, what we're talking about? All right, I've got a question for you, Wilbur. Is it the late 2010s? Uh, it's, right now. It is not. Is the show we are previewing called NXT TakeOver? Um, let me just double check. No, it's Monday Night Raw. Then I don't care. Between, about a match between Ricochet and Shinsuke Nakamura. I just don't. The fact that it's false count anywhere probably means that Ricochet is going to be allowed to do Ricochet things. So maybe I'm being unduly harsh, but this is such a 2018 ass match. Mm. 2017, 2018 ass match, this. And yeah, it's one of those I can't possibly get excited. I think that if this was held under the NXT banner about five years ago, or maybe the cross, uh, paths crossed in New Japan, and it was there a few years ago, I would have got really, really excited, but... Uh, until I see evidence otherwise, this just feels like a bit of a and not un, maybe an unfashionable match in 2023 that I would have got the kind of match I would have got really pumped about a few years ago. And I'm not into the talent as much as I used to be. I don't trust the promotion to get the very best version of it. Like it's weird with these two. Like I don't know whether it's an in-house restriction. Or a slow down kids deal, or I just don't understand how it happens. Mm. There's a big trust thing in WWE where you, if you if you earn their trust, you can kind of do what you want, which is what happened with Danielson, mm -hmm. Punk a few years ago. It's happening now with Gunther. I don't think we are. Like, obviously, I've seen Gunther work way more physical matches. Like he's he's made people's chests black before, <laughs> but he can still be Gunther. Yeah. Um. Ricochet and Shinsuke Nakamura on that main roster have never really felt like the very best version of the versions of themselves ever. Putting them together in the ring and putting on a match graphic just feels like, I don't know, you'd have to be kind of naive to expect greatness here. Yeah. I'm not necessarily ruling it out, but I can't get excited. I think they're going to have some... Uh, I'm just Googling where they were. They're at the Paycom Center. Where's that? Uh, OKC, Oklahoma City. Uh, and... Obviously, it's a basketball arena. I can't really see anything like through eighty thousand in there. They're selling tickets out the <laughs> So I'm just looking to see if there's, you know, like, oh, here we are at the uh, Paycom Center with their infamous uh, platform or whatever. You know, I go nothing like that. Yeah. But obviously, it's a basketball arena, so maybe they have some net set up backstage, and he's going to jump off that to do some mad four fifty or something. I think that's the finish. He's going to burst. Are you, are you, what? He's going to burst. He's going to go on a basketball net. Yeah. That's the, backstage. On the ring at rim, rim of And do a 450. Yeah. On Raw. And the glass is going to shatter as well at the same time. Like it on its own terms. <laughs> it's weird enough that he praise it for what it is. And then yeah. you're going to get excited about what it could never be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rhea Ripley. Be realistic and fair. I'm just, I'm just, I'm expecting something big for, in a ricochet false count anywhere match. 
It's a good job it's 2018 world porn and not 2023. Otherwise, people would think you're very, very naive. Yeah. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler. There you go. It does feel like we're back in 2019 now. <laughs> I've never left. The, the days of you putting over Shayna Baszler on the WWE main roster have never left, Wilborn. <laughs> Could be any year. Pick them between now and when I first met you. Um, I may be going to be slightly more realistic with this because Shayna Baszler literally last week said... No one will sneak attack me and get away with it. I wonder what's going to happen in this match with the, the world champion in Rhea Ripley and someone they've clearly tried to build up, given her the victory over Ronda Rousey and what have you. And, you know, she's been doing some single stuff. She's not any any high-profile losses. She's been doing nout. She's not had any high-profile losses. She's not had nout to D. Or any high-profile losses uh, in recent times. So it would feel weird to just suddenly do this and say, oh... So I think Nia Jax is going to come in and kick both her asses. Yeah. That's just, she's just going to squash. Rhea needs a good match. Does she? I don't think she does. She's so over. She's in the Judgment Day, which is really over. And the focal point of Raw. But uh, after WrestleMania and that incredible match with Charlotte Flair, which I rewatched very recently Did for you? a list I'm working on, yeah. it's even better the second time. Just unbelievable the level of physicality in that match. You know how Jim Ross commentates? Oh, very physical. <laughs> oh, I love the physicality. He just says that every two minutes. He either says, oh, I hate the referee. I love the physicality. <laughs> that's just, I hate referees, love physicality. That's the Jim <laughs> Ross t-shirt. If he said that during... What match am I talking about? Rhea Ripley, Shane and Baszler. If he had said that during... Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, WrestleMania 39. But you know what, Jim, you're right. It's very physical. Yeah. yeah it's great. And I love the physicality too. Me too, Jim. Um, how many good to great matches has Rhea Ripley had since winning that title? It was the fun one. The Zelina one was fun. <laughs> it was loud. It wasn't good. It was loud. Hey, that bad bunny entrance though. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have to watch that again before we go. Uh, I remember I had the weekend to myself. Because um, I didn't want to go on the trip that the, <laughs> that the other family went on. I was yeah. just like, you know what? I'll just have a nice little Saturday and Sunday just to myself. And it was the night of backlash. And I went to feed the cat, the mother-in-law's cat. And that was all I had to do all day. It was great. Oh, hang on. Oh, my God. I uh, just watched the um, peak era of the sitcom community. Binged. On the couch and backlash. And on the way to the feed the mother's cat. On repeat. Um Yeah. I think the best Rhea Ripley match is the one Natalia. God damn it. Tell you now, Tony Khan, if you're listening to this. Do you know what to do? I know the keys to success. And if someone would just listen to me, <laughs> other than my wonderful, wonderful, our wonderful fans and listeners, mm -hmm. if Tony Khan listened to me and you're listening now, listen to this. Do you want your fortunes to be reversed? Do you want to win? Do you want to succeed? Do you want <laughs> like a self-help thing? You want the invaluable keys to victory. Guess what, Tony? <laughs> Guess what? 
<laughs> Here is the invaluable key to victory, and the market leader has used them to open the door to success. Be sh <laughs> or bang fing average for years on end, and then when you finally do something better. <laughs> When you go from a 2 out of 10 to a 6 or a 7, sometimes if you're feeling a little bit juicy in 8. Yeah. Be that bad for that long, and then when you finally hit that 8, <laughs> don't worry about making your pay-per-views a 10 every time. Yeah. <laughs> or a dynamite and 9 like it was in February 2020. Yeah. Don't worry about like consistently great stuff. Be terrible for a long time or bang average for a long time. In that way, whether you're Triple H as a booker or Natalia as an in-ring talent, mm -hmm. or The Miz, who who did he have that match against earlier this year where it's like, Miz can go. Remember? Oh, yeah. The first time he's even thought about going since, like, what, No Mercy 2016. It was probably, was it Ricochet? Might have been, yeah. He has a three-star match, a three-and-a-quarter-star match, and everyone's like, oh, it's better than your usual tepid two-out-five effort. So let's give the, the Miz, as the kids say, his uh, flowers. Uh -huh. Tony Khan, make Dynamite terrible, boring for 10 years, and then do a good episode, and then people will do cartwheels. The only reason, Wilborn, I'm talking on a tangent now. Mm-hmm about from Rhea Ripley's title reign between WrestleMania 39 and what was it, October 15th, Wilborn? Uh, October 16th, yeah. I'm talking about a three-and-a-half-star Natalia match, and the only way I possibly remember this, when Tony Khan himself has promoted about 100 better matches than that this year at least, it's because it was the one really good one that Natalia's had in like nine years. But because it stands in such thrilling contrast <laughs> to a vast ocean of two and a half star efforts, it stands out. You put, Paul Heyman said that if you put 50 blondes in one room with one brunette, you're going to look at the brunette. You put. 52 and a half star Natalia matches on television, right? And one of them's pretty damn good. That's probably going to stand out more than the 50 very, very, very good matches Tony Khan puts on Dynamite. So that's the keys. That's the key to success. Let's see what we've got next on the docket, shall we? Natalia versus Piper Niven. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> Natalia's going to win. They're going to get themselves a tag title shot, and then her and Tegan Knox are probably going to split. After losing to Chelsea Green and Piper Niven in that match. Yep. Yep. I've got, oh, I've got. Right. Finally, last thing. Got some bad news. Mm. Also got some good news. R bad news first. Okay. You're a psychopath. Hamlet would do good news, bad news. Yeah. Bad news first. Uh, He's like a dog, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> the wrestler's coming out on stage. <laughs> Sid, something like the wrestler say, yeah, you don't have to elbow my, my, my jaw or what passes for a jaw. Hamlet, I get that you're excited. At the live event, you're a dog. <laughs> Bad news. Almost spilled a pint on me at Cardiff. <laughs> oh. I was just so buzzing for the rep for the WWE. I still remember, yeah, we were at the ROH show with the, the Briscoes and the Young Bucks and what have you. 
and uh, FTR and all that. And honestly, I've never, I, I, I've never seen that. He's an that animal, isn't he? He's like, yeah, <laughs> that's, good, that's it? you saying it. Yeah, it's me. Right, chill pill, mate. Steady on. Yeah. Um, it's only Tony Khan's ring of honor. <laughs> bad news. It's only WWE. <laughs> bad news. Authority figures are back. Right. Never went away. Yeah. I'm hoping, the reason I was going to talk to you about this is I'm hoping, obviously, Nick Aldis is now uh, GM of SmackDown and Adam Pearce has been promoted from being GM on both shows but not actually being called GM to now being GM on Monday Night Raw. I'm hoping you're going to, we'll get to the good news in a minute, but I'm hoping you're going to say that they will have learned from their mistakes and the oldest stuff's going to be fun. Like, he's he's done all the whole, like, not tonight stuff with, with, uh, with Roman and Cody. And he's done the, you know, the admin side of things, as Postman Pierce has done previously. Love like, that in wrestling. But in terms of like... Administration. In terms of like, Charlotte, you, you know, kind of got screwed at Fast Lane Merrill. Uh, so you're getting a title match next week against EO Sky. But beyond that, we do not need the return of, hello, here's a menu for the show I'm going to read out. And I'm going to, you know, oh, actually, I'm going to lean towards this certain, these certain types of people. Because I'm actually... Uh, <laughs> Not only am I bad at my job, I'm incredibly um, corrupted and biased. So I'm hoping that the return of authority figures, as I've said here, is merely, all right, uh, instead of Postman Pierce being on both shows, he's just on Raw. What was the good news? The good news is, do you agree? Uh, well, that, that, well that's, I'll tell you what. I don't hate the oldest thing at all. Yeah. If your device is general managers and impromptu matches, I'm kind of calloused to it at this point. I can no longer... Summon the energy within. Yeah. The rage within to say, why didn't I have the main event booked? It's WWE. I'm kind of... I haven't really said that in a long time. No, I could, I could just have it on a button now. Gusto, yeah. yeah. I don't care anymore. There's a lot of things I don't care about. <laughs> I don't hate it because that's what they do. He's a good talker. He is different. And he's... What is he, 40? Callis. 36? Uh, Nick Aldis is 36, I think you're right, yeah. He can still go. Yeah. I think this is genuinely a pretty inspired way to backdoor Aldis into being a wrestler. Yeah. If you do get Nick Aldis over or try and do it as a wrestler, not going to happen. He's not that flashy. He's not charismatic in a way that one would expect a WWE superstar to yeah. be. His best work in professional wrestling was in the built all in when it was a big cosplay, but not so much that I was embarrassed on his behalf as when he played that Bockwinkle, had the title yeah. in that old school pose. He had the suit. He was articulate. He was well-spoken. He didn't sh like, shout and holler. He was very much cosplaying as this rose-tinted NWA world's world apostrophe S champion of yore. And it really worked. Him and Cody did tremendous old-fashioned business that, like a good Natalia match, really stood out <laughs> against all of the other stuff on All In. I think this could be a really astute vehicle to get Aldis over is a performer and a character to make his matches over and feel big because he's going to be all over these TV shows, even if he's in a backstage segment. He's got a pretty decent bit of deadpan where we saw a display of that, and yeah. I'm a really big fan of your dad's. Oh. 
<laughs> and I think if this all ends up in a match where Aldous is like, you know, I'm 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 here with a suit on, you know, I'm a former champion. I've beaten I love this in WWE. I've beaten XX and X. I mean, there were throwaway episodes of TNA that no one millionaires remembered about, but I beat them. Yeah. But I'm not here to do that. I'm I'm here to do a job. And then Dominic Mysterio, part example, will just peck and peck and peck at his psyche. And then he eventually decides, I've had enough of you, you little brat. I'm going to beat your ass at WrestleMania. Can you imagine in 2019 saying, Nick Aldis versus Dominic Mysterio at <laughs> WrestleMania is going to be massive. Yeah. I think this is really, really, really inspired. Having him put him in a role that really amplifies his strengths, getting him over. And people can go, oh, Nick, Cal uh, Nick Aldis. Oh, you roasted such and such for that really charming British rogue of his or whatever. He could get over yeah. and then have the match. Yeah. This is Triple H cooking. I'll put him in a chef's hat on bloody Twitter. Yeah. At M. Sidgwick and say, unironic cook Triple H has done a masterpiece of booking with Nick Aldis. If he's just there for three years to go, oh, it sounds like a bloody good match. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll probably get bored uh, senseless. Finally, the good news then. Yes. So, authority figures. <laughs> But, um, oh, we must go soon. Yes. But, Nick Aldis, SmackDown GM, Adam Pierce, Raw GM, yeah. which means, wait a second, NXT. <laughs> but, that ah. is going to be going to have to save for the NXT preview ah. tomorrow. Ah. Let us know your thoughts on the NRL tonight on uh, X at What Culture WWE. Watch well, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at. M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, uh, our SmackDown and Collision reviews are available right now. And myself. Still listen to the QA if you want. Yeah, that's on our YouTube channel. And it's going to go up as a podcast later on today as well. Uh, myself, Hamlet, and Sidgwick will be back tomorrow, uh, both in video form all going and well. audio form, uh, to review Monday Night Raw and do, of course, the five star review review. It's still time! you to submit yours on Apple Podcasts or email them to me. Uh, just simply leave a five-star review on Spotify. Screenshot it. We need the proof. And email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. But do join us for that. And still just enough time, I think, last time I checked, to get your tickets for our live show on Tuesday, the 21st of November. Whatculture.com forward slash tickets for that. But for now, this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.